We are back. Just for the light The only thing we're all just too uptight And everybody knows they've got the right Cold passions, roaming your factions No taste for facts, the old days are back Hello streamers, welcome in to another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Christian coming at you. We got a fun episode planned. No uh, show or movie review, but I think these episodes are fun, you know, to to hash out and enjoy because I think it also brings fun debates to the, the entertainment space that we're trying to curate here and it doesn't always have to be reviews on this show every single week um and it kind of just switches things up so we're gonna uh talk some marvel and michael waldron as he has uh, some new roles with marvel and directorial uh projects upcoming for some of the big boys in the mcu we're gonna talk some christopher nolan a24 and then of course we'll get into everybody's favorite segment the streaming platform multiverse news and notes but before we get started make sure you guys are following us on the socials at streamer scn on twitter instagram and threads and at streamer scn pod on tiktok follow christian on twitter at the whiz underscore phi follow me at kbizzl311 subscribe to the podcast feed on apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh send us your spotify wrapped love to see it we love seeing those each and every year um shout out to you guys who listen to us on spotify we'll talk some spotify wrapped in streaming platform news and notes um but yeah shout out to everybody who listens to the pod every single week every single year we love seeing the growth on this show uh and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia Let's get to 750 subscribers by the end of the year. We are currently sitting at 656. Let's keep it pushing. Let's keep the good vibes rolling. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia is where you get full video episodes of this show, every show on our network, clips, shorts, live streams, original video content. It's all on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Christian, it's been a, been a little bit. We were... We were holding the multiverse together, kind of like Loki, uh, and the holidays have come and gone. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. We back, baby. Michael Waldron is also back, and it's brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company, the best in the game. Guys, I know I say it every single week, but I'm not lying to you. The hoodies from PHI Apparel Company are the most comfortable hoodies in the game, my streamer season hoodie is one of my favorite pieces of clothing I own. It is one of the coolest pieces of clothing I own. And you can get your own by going to phiapparel.co. Check out their vast merch collection. If you're a Philly sports fan or an underground sports Philadelphia fan, our merch partners, they have all of our merch available for you. And it supports us directly when you buy our merch, especially when you use our code UNDERGROUND at checkout for 10% off at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your merch orders. So, Christian, since we've been gone, we can breathe for the first time. Um, we're so moving on. Yeah, yeah. And Marvel seems to be doing the same because they have a new man in charge for some of the big movies they have upcoming in a couple of years, and that is the one and only Michael Waldron. Whoop, whoop. Very excited about this. Um, he is one of 
my dream gets as a guest on this show. I'm sure he would be for you as well. Uh, how do we know Michael Waldron, everyone? Well, he started off working on Rick and Morty, and then he was the man, the myth, the legend behind Loki Season 1. He wrote Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and he has just been at the forefront of uh, the MCU for quite some time now in, in big-time projects. And Michael Waldron is now in charge of the Big Dog movies uh, coming up later on this decade. And that Avengers be... question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, and, uh, and then Secret Wars. That would be Avengers, as of now, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars now will be Michael Waldron's projects to hone in on. Which, all due respect to Jeff Loveness, but good fucking riddance, mate. Like, I'm gonna pull up Jeff Love, Jeff Love Loveness's credits. So and I know for uh, Kang Dynasty, it was originally uh, Daniel Des uh, Daniel Destin Cretton, I believe is his name. Yeah, um, who was the man behind Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And um, and Short Term 12 for those people who are indie movie guys. And he uh, he's now going to be solely focused on the Shang-Chi sequel. Sure. Um, cool, which who knows what that means for Avengers Kang Dynasty and Shang-Chi's no, no. See, involvement. See, see, here's what we have to do. Michael Waldron write, writes... Um, what's... What, uh, Benson and Moorhead, come on down. Mm-hmm. Um, but so just just to circle back to Jeff, uh, circle back to Jeff Love, uh, Jeff Loveness, who was originally set to uh, set to write this. He he wrote one, two, three, four, five, six. Six or seven episodes of Rick and Morty, but aside from that, he's most famous for writing for Jimmy Kimmel and for award shows, and that was his what he had before writing Quantumania. And we know how that went. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm much happy to have a, a Michael Waldron. He was also uh, part of Rick and Morty. I don't know if him and Waldron worked together on that or not. Mm. Um, but, but see, here's here's the real thing. Uh, here's the real thing about about Waldron, though, because even though he was only an assistant, he was an assistant writer on Community for thirteen episodes, which again. People coming out of the Dan coming out of the Dan Har- Harmon tree because like there's 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 just something about the people who came out of like Community and Arrested Development then coming into Marvel. I'm I'm gesturing at you, Russo brothers. I'm gesturing at you, Patty Jenkins, when it comes to making a, a Wonder Woman film for DC. There's 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 something about that period of time. Jeff Loveness and the way Quantumania turned out, Christian, makes so much more sense now that I'm looking at his credits. Kyle, I was I I was telling you this at at the time, man. I was telling you this. Well, at no, the time. aside from Jimmy Kimmel, his 2010 to 2011 career endeavor, working for the Onion, <laughs> had no clue that was a thing. Quantumania makes so much more sense now. <laughs> that film had potential, and they fucked it. With the onion. Are you an onion, or are you Bart? Leave a comment in the YouTube comment section. Um, I, I'm i a pear. I'm in danger. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, you and I were having a, a text conversation that we brought up Michael Waldron when this news broke. And you brought up an idea that I don't know how we didn't think of this before, but obviously it was sparked by 
the events at, at DC and James Gunn taking over as the, the head man in charge there. Now, we all know Kevin Feige is not going to relinquish his title because he is deep in the mud there. But we can all agree, and I think even Kevin Feige behind closed doors would agree, he needs a little help in taking some things off of his plate. Christian, tell the people what you would like to see happen with Michael Waldron, with Marvel, knowing his prowess, knowing what he's capable of, and now that he's been given the reins on the two biggest movies at the end of this saga of the MCU, what what should Michael Waldron truly be doing with Marvel? So, and now I'm, I'm going to hybridize my take, but Michael Waldron should be this era's uh, should be this era's equivalent of this era's equivalent of James Gunn or the Russo brothers for Russo brothers for Marvel be because he was he 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 was the creator of creator of Loki and he wrote Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What do those two have in common? They 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 both have their very distinct styles. They, 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 are both are are arguably some of the better things Marvel's done in the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. And they're also the ones that have had the most weird multiverse stuff. And so, kind of like how the Russos took over the end of the big Avengers films after after doing Winter Soldier and all that this feels like the natural progression to have him handle the final two films of this fr- of this phase and now like he's he's proven himself to be probably the best writer in Marvel right now and so i'm just like give him just give him more things to write because he can clearly he he clearly understands the flow of these stories better than most of the people who are writing them. And I mean, his background is the multiverse, coming from Rick and Morty, and all of the time jumping that that show does, and all of the the multiverse, uh, you know, adventures that Rick and Morty have. So like, that was his background coming into it, and this is the multiverse saga. There's no better person to have at the forefront to kind of take responsibilities and it's not that Kevin Feige's irresponsible but taking like the big stuff off of his plate so he doesn't have to worry about it he can worry about kind of like getting things back on track the the Bob Iger statement this week of quality over quantity let Kevin Feige get back to that and I feel like Michael Waldron is one of the few people Kevin Feige can trust and knows he can trust so I think it's a perfect fit and you know letting him kind of be the the one under Kevin Feige and being the James Gunn of of Marvel uh, Studios and letting him kind of have some creative control of how things should flow because, like you mentioned, with Loki and, and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, crazy wonky happenings, I think both of those projects were pretty well received across the board in a lot of ways. And they were both fun and entertaining. Like, Loki, easily rewatchable, even though you know the things that happened. That show was phenomenal for season one. And season two was very good, and I believe Waldron was involved in uh, some capacity with that as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And then with Doctor Strange, you know, sure, did it have its moments of going back to Marvel tropes? And we talk about it a ton. Sam Raimi didn't necessarily get to cook the entire time, but... It's a fun movie. You can go back and watch it, and it's still very entertaining, unlike some of the recent MCU movies we've gotten. I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is one of the better post-Endgame movies uh, that we've gotten across the board. So I think Michael Waldron being in charge of, of Marvel Studios in some capacity, even if you had like a, a split duo where Michael Waldron's controlling you know, the multiverse and, and the cosmic stuff because that's his background... And then you have, you know, these these one-off kind of Marvel... I forget what they're calling them. The Marvel Spotlight, I think, is like what Echo and the uh, 
the Wonder Man show are going to be where everything's going to come out at once. It's going to be, you know, under its own little mini umbrella within the MCU. Have somebody run the street level type of stuff. Bring back the the people who worked on Daredevil and Punisher and let them run, you know, the street level stuff going on in the MCU while you have Waldron kind of controlling the cosmic and outer space type of stuff. I think it, it divvies up responsibility. It allows both aspects of the MCU to have attention to detail on them. And then you bring them together for these big projects that you let Michael Waldron just absolutely go to work on. Yeah. Like the, the Walt Waldron should be the, the, the central creative figure that kind of drives the next basically four years. Cause that's when secret wars is coming out. Just scary to think about. But yeah. What well, would well, his title should be like MCO, Marvel Content Officer. Marvel Creative Officer. Yeah, like let let your guys who are good at what they do be parts of everything moving forward. You have so many talented people who work on the very successful projects with Marvel. Let them stick around. Let them be part of like building this universe up, building these storylines, and, and being important aspects of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Sure, you're not going to see them on camera, but what comes out on camera is because of what happens in their brains and lets them you know, bring things to life. I think you, know, you look at Moon Knight and the way that Oscar Isaac was uh, part of the production team as well and how he was able to kind of bring that character to life both behind the camera with the production team and then on camera as Moon Knight was phenomenal. You know, you need that, that those creative juices in your war rooms and on camera. And I think Michael Waldron should be the guy leading the charge with Kevin Feige and being essentially his right-hand man moving through, uh, you know, the next three, four years with the MCU. It makes way too much sense. And it allows you to have somebody who is... Not exactly the same as James Gunn, but has that creative gene in their brain, like James Gunn does, to deliver high-quality content that is going to be not only entertaining, but it's going to bring people back to the MCU. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it at this point. Like, it's 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 something that just makes sense, and that and that. They won't do, but I would hope they would give him some more power. Yeah, just like let him continue to be part of this journey. Let him continue to work on projects and and be part of the creative process. And you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Avengers: The Blank Dynasty and Secret Wars uh, with Michael Waldron now at the helm. But I think you and I are both thrilled that he is kind of in charge of both of those movies now i am thrilled that jeff loveness isn't right writing it anymore that's what i'm more so thrilled thrilled about but it being uh, but it being waldron's just a cherry on top i mean michael waldron's young he's only 36 only he's, he's gonna be around for a while and i think you just let him be at the forefront of uh, of all of this and allow his creative genius to to shine through with what you have coming up with the MCU. So let us know what you guys think about Michael Waldron uh, being in charge of both Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. And if you agree or disagree with Christian and I, and you, you know, let us know what you think. Leave it in the YouTube comment section. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think about it and Maybe you don't know who Michael Waldron is. Go do a deep dive. And Michael Waldron is a dream guest on this show. Would love to have him anytime um, to talk about all of his projects that he works on and, and just dive into a multiverse of a brain that is Michael Waldron. Um, let's move to the next topic. Christopher Nolan, A24. Uh it's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. 
from sunglasses to blue light glasses to prescription lenses. And of course, this time of year, ski goggles, Tomahawk Shades has you covered for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies, but even better quality. They are the best sunglasses and blue light glasses I have ever owned. I swear by them. Tomahawk Shades has been rocking with us for years now. Uh, so go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store or Google Play. And when you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order from our pals at Tomahawk Shades. That's TomahawkShades.com or in the app from the App Store or Google Play. And use code USP for 25% off your order. So Christian, Christopher Nolan has been praising A24 this week. That story and those quotes made their way to the interwebs. Um, I'm going to try to pull them up here as we uh, navigate through. But I thought it would be fun with you and your extensive A24 knowledge, more so than mine, to pitch to me a Christopher Nolan A24 film that you think he would make today. Okay, so I'm basing this off of what he has done, which for people who don't know Nolan's filmography, he's he's he kind of made two A24 films in the sense that his second and third film are very much have a, a A24 film vibes in 2000's Memento and 2002's Insomnia, which is a weird movie. Insomnia is a weird movie, man. Uh, for those of you who don't know that one, um, Pacino plays a police detective who has to go to this place in Alaska that's north of the Arctic Circle, so the sun ne- never sets. It's just bright all day. And he's basically trying to figure out if Robin Williams, who plays the psychiatrist, like killed someone. And it's just a really weird movie. But it's very A A twenty four in in terms of its vibes, so it would basically be a Nolan film that ha- that centers around one or two male actors. Because if let let's be honest, Nolan doesn't do female char- characters. He's he, that's that's never his strong suit, except it, for Rachel. R- Rachel or. Or Elliot Page in in Elliot Page in Inception, but even then, Leo kind of just take, takes over that movie. Um, someone ends up dying at, at some point because that's just a, a that's that's a that's a given in a given in a Nolan film. Um, it's probably set in either. Hmm. It's probably set in some re- remote-ish location because if we're just judging by well, remote but cinematic, because if we look at what he's done with Oppenheimer, with uh, with 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 the work he did on on the beach and, and at sea in Dunkirk, with what he did in Insomnia, what there's there's something with Nolan and these large environments so one thing I could see Nolan doing hmm what if we do a Nolan film that's set on a boat a Nolan film set on a boat and I'm not trying to say Nolan does death on death on the Nile because Nolan's not a murder mystery guy but almost like What 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 what's the right way to do this? Like, people keep disappearing off 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 a boat that's in the middle of like like maybe set on like a cruise ship. Okay, I can see that. Though though I feel like that's too big a budget for a twenty four. So it's like, what? You maybe set it in like fishing village no do you do you set it in like a nordic fishing village 
and do something there. Like it's it's it it's so hard with Nolan B because out outside the Batman films, all 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 of his films deal with time in time in mm-hmm. some way. Oppenheimer operates on multiple timelines. Tenet time is moving forwards and forwards and back back backwards. Dunkirk is three converging timelines. Interstellar is all about time. In, in Inception has time elements because of dreams. The Prestige is not quite about time, but it, but you know magic stuff. In Insomnia, the dude literally can't sleep. <laughs> be be. Because the sun won't go down, so he's so 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 he's void of time, and then mementos tell told both forwards and backwards. So, so you're, you're like trying, trying trying to tie that in and creating a Nolan movie from scratch is such a complicated thing. But anyway, what 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 were you gonna say? No, I'm I'm just trying to think of now that you brought that up too, and knowing that like Christopher Nolan just loves time. Be I'm trying to be be just like trying 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 to do like time and low trying time and low budget is where this thing goes kind of awry for us. Hmm. Because Nolan is such a particular film filmmaker too that it's like trying to get inside his head is near impossible. It's like, what's really a Nolan plot? And now part of that problem is because he just doesn't have good female char- characters in his films. So you're going like, okay, male. Hmm. But do you, do you want to read off the Nolan A twenty four quote? Yeah, quote here. Um, Christopher Nolan praises A twenty four. This comes from our pals over at Culture Crave. Uh, they posted it here. Um, there wasn't a distributor as effective as A twenty four when I started out, who was putting out all kinds of incredible and challenging movies on a very regular basis. They do an amazing job. That came from the quote. Fully came from IGN. Yeah, but it, even even if we can't think of a Nolan A A twenty four plot he could do, people should go watch Memento or watch Insomnia. Memento is it streaming anywhere? You can watch it on YouTube for free. Apparently, you can also watch it on Tubi or Peacock potentially. And Insomnia. You would have to find it somewhere, but yeah, you know, it's uh... a. This is the the sicko in me, and you'll appreciate this. Is oh dear, somebody somebody who sports gambles. Something that's devoid of time is a casino. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So you center around a gambler, or you center. Hmm, you would center around a high roller, maybe? Center around a high roller. Um. What does Nolan do the best? Nolan. Nolan likes a team. No one likes kind of having a large casts, so. But you'd probably have to be a small one here. So what? Casino, devoid of time. Mm. See the, the, the your 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 idea has all has all the. Notes of what would basically be a don't gamble, p, p, a don't gamble p, p, PSA ad. Hmm. Hmm. That 
that's that's when you and I can definitely ruminate on. And then maybe we can write it. And sell it to Christopher Nolan for millions and millions, millions of dollars. dollars. There's something there. There's, something there's definitely there. a wheel turning. A roulette yeah. wheel, if you will. Something with like a high roller and a, a dealer or a card counter. I I I I feel like a card counter is almost too cliche for too cliche for Nolan. Uh, yeah, I I I I think we've kind of run run our course on this. Yeah, there's something there. We will we will keep this in the works in the notes app and come back to it when we have more legs and keep this a a running uh concept and idea on the show if you have any ideas to add to it youtube comment section faux show um but without any further ado let's get to everybody's favorite segment It is the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, who have these phenomenal pint glasses that you see on the YouTube channel with their new logo. Available at KenwoodBeer.com. Brand new trucker hats available with the Kenny patch on the front of them. Uh, Awesome merch. Kelly Green sweatshirts and shirts as well. I ordered these on Friday, and they got here today. Super quick, super fast shipping. Shout out to Kenwood Beer. Uh, and you can also get Kenny's at your local liquor store or using the Kenny Finder to see who's got them on tap in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Shout out to the Kenny boys out there. Uh, if you get a pint glass, tweet it at us. Tweet uh, Tag Kenwood Beer. We want to see those pint glasses being raised up high. Uh, but Christian, let's dive into the multiverse news and notes, shall we? Uh, starting off, we got a fun quote from the one, the only Wyatt Russell on the Thunderbolts and how it's going to be different than any Marvel movie we've seen recently. He said, it's time to make a good Marvel movie. I know everybody is sort of on this Marvel train right now of things not going so well. And the story that I think they've come up with is really interesting. It's not a straightforward Marvel movie, as you've seen in the past. Time to get to work. Good man. Also follows up with, I have confidence it's going to be good. I know director Jake Schreier so well and i know how smart jake is and how much he cares about making something interesting and different and utilizing everyone's talents to the best of their ability i hope you're right wyatt i hope so too meanwhile in the world for us sickos christmas day next year will feature a a a double a double feature of robert eggers's nosferatu film and Jordan Peele's next film. Yes. A hard double feature on Christmas. Let's go. I Sign me up for Jordan Peele. Always, always, always. Um, we have the Star Wars 2024 slate for shows reportedly releasing next year. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Which are Skeleton Crew, which is basically Stranger Things meets Star Wars with the way that things are reading from that, which is very exciting. Um, that is part of the Mandoverse with Dave Filoni, and uh, that will be a culmination in the, the Dave Filoni film in, I believe, 2027 is when that is releasing as well. Um, also, congrats to Dave Filoni. He's now in charge of Star Wars, pretty much like Kevin Feige is, and uh, well-deserved. It's been a long time coming. Should have been there. As soon as George Lucas was done, Dave Filoni is that guy 
shout out to the, the content cowboy himself um the acolyte which i think will interest you christian the most of any of these shows because it is basically going to make you feel bad for the sith and think that the jedi absolutely suck maybe and our guy from squid game is a jedi master in mm. this show interesting uh we've got another season of the bad batch on deck We've got Tales of the Jedi, more of that coming through, and then Andor Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. Just please make more shows like Andor to make me care. Um, we got our first posters for Godzilla and Kong in Godzilla Kong, the New Empire. I was I was like, I'll watch it when it ends up on Max. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no desire to see that in a theater, at least at this moment, because there's just to be a trailer out. But And I, and I was telling you this because I just came back from seeing uh, Godzilla Minus One. Um, American films just treat Godzilla like monster attack. We must go defeat monster and save Ra. Mm -hmm. Jap Japanese films use use Godzilla films as as a way to express the pain, the grief, and everything from World War Two and the and the uh, and the atomic bomb and everything, which is just fundamentally so much more interesting from a storytelling perspective because that's depth. Because then there's all that, and they're fighting Godzilla, and like the the first Godzilla movie kind of tries to, tries to do it, but instead it's them doing like Brian Cranston runs a nuclear plant, and like I I I don't know if Brian like as good as Brian Cranston is in that movie, having that character be white. But working in Japan, it feels like looking back on it, it kind of misses the point of what makes God God Godzilla great. So yeah, Jody Foster says superhero films are a phase that's lasted a little too long. Hopefully, people will be sick of it soon. I mean, maybe. I know I'm I'm a little sick of superhero stuff. That's because most of it's not done well. But you know, she follows up with the good ones like Iron Man, Black Panther, The Matrix. I marvel at those movies. And the I'm Matrix swept isn't up. a superhero film. Jody, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm swept up in the entertainment of it. But that's not why I became an actor. And those movies don't change my life. Do we want to talk about the collapse of Scream Seven? Whew. Whew. rip to that franchise yep so apparently they're now just gonna fully reboot it now that jenna ortega left because of scheduling stuff and they all and also left because they cut well elsewhere. so 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 she 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 reportedly left before that but then they just eat off most wherever my queen. For, for, for comments that if it's what was on social media, I don't know. But that, are, 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 are we sure that's fireable? Are, are, are we positive? No. At the end of the day, guys, genocide, bad. That's, that's all there is to it. Melissa Brer is a fucking rock star. It's disappointing to see what happened there. Um, she deserves better. She will get better um, because she's fucking talented as all hell. And whatever movies and shows she's in, I always watch. Um, so shout out to her for speaking on truth and being uh, at the forefront of something that means something to her. So rip scream. Um. 
a live action Naruto movies reportedly in the works. Do we have from who? I don't know from who, but uh, pull up the Variety article. Who is doing this? Please stop asking me to log in. Not how do I spell Naruto? N A R. Um, it's writ. It, it was written by Tasha Huo, uh, who did scripts for Red Sonya and an animated version of. Uh, and the animated version of Tomb Raider, and it's gonna be with Lionsgate. So that's that, that's the people who did John Wick and right. the Meg. The Meg, no, that that's that that's people who did John Wick and the Now You See Me films and stuff like that. Who was also involved uh, in the Witcher Blood Origin with Netflix. Which on speed speaking of uh, speaking of now you see me three, did you see the amazing Jesse Eisenberg quote? No. Um Jesse Eisenberg what was uh, w- said this quote when 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 asked about now you see me three being greenlit. Quote Quote, if they could make one of these a year, I could finally wean off my antidepressants. Jesus Christ. Good grief. What a fucking quote. Jesse, if you need a hug, just hit us up. <laughs> Hugs go a long way. Um, this made me very happy to see. This came from The Hollywood Reporter as well. Hayden Christensen has signed with IAG. This potentially signals a return to acting outside of Star Wars. I'm very happy for Hayden Christensen and like the he's one of those actors that in this next go round is like getting appreciated and getting his flowers and and you know it's very similar to Andrew Garfield with with Spider-Man and how you know he comes back and everybody is is very much pro Andrew Garfield again, and now everybody's pro Hayden Christensen again. He got a lot of hate from those prequel movies and newsflash wasn't all him. You know there were scriptwriters involved, there were other people involved in in that. George project. Lucas, I'm looking at you. So I mean, I'm I'm thrilled for Hayden Christensen. He he deserves this so much, and hopefully, you know, he lands some projects that uh, bring his acting career back to the forefront along with what he's done in Star Wars. Do we want to talk about Taika Waititi continuing to dig himself a hole? What a moron. What an absolute moron. Lay it on the people, Christian, because... So, 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 Taika Waititi, who people don't know, directed the last two Thor films and stuff, um, was, uh, said, said, Said during a uh, said during a interview quote said during an interview quote I had no interest in doing one of those films dot 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 but I was poor dot 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 and I thought and I thought you know what this would be a great opportunity to feed my children and Thor let's face it it was probably the least popular franchise I never read Thor comics as a kid okay so take it here's the thing. You you were already having a PR problem, and then you did Next Goal Wins, which I would say is maybe, like, it's so aggressively fine if you just ignore the fact that this is Taika continuing to make, uh, it's him making a sports drop, sports drama comedy that's not that funny but he purposely chooses something like this in my opinion because of his like desire to do indigenous stories which like listen Taika I appreciate you doing that 
But the best thing you've done with that since doing Jojo Rabbit is being a producer on Reservation Dogs. Some something you don't direct or write. So, buddy, you just need to take like a five-year hiatus. Mm-hmm. You need to take a hiatus. Go take a nap. Take take a nap. Get out of the media cycle. Get 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 back to your roots of doing indie comedies. And then maybe we can talk because you talk way too much right now and just digging you a hole for in the community of people who care about movies because you make yourself look worse and worse and worse and worse, especially with comments like this. This comes from Deadline, and it is this person's, this actor's, uh, he, he's being typecast, Christian, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's his second second role of his career where he's being controlled by the Russians. Sebastian Stan has been cast as young Donald Trump in the upcoming film The Apprentice. <laughs> Bravo. Bra- you, bravo. You. I saw a tweet mm. about this movie, uh, well, this casting, and they said, Jesus fucking Christ, we're going to be getting Donald Trump fan cams for the next two years because of this fucking film. I hate it here. Oh, dear. Poor Sebastian Stan. Um... And meanwhile, Jeremy Strong is going to play Roy Coyne in that show as well, which we stand Jeremy Strong. Um, I believe we also officially now have a date for the Oscars, Sunday, March 10th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Splendid. I, 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 I can't wait for the ceremony. I can't wait for the ceremony to go for, for, for it to go an, an entire hour over time again somehow. We're going to figure out a way more fun stream to that this year. Get more of our people involved, have some fun, like, means to the stream, and Sunday, March 10th, book it. So, here, here's something I'm really, like, I get I, I get why they're doing this, but I, I, I aggressively don't like this. Daphne Keene will reportedly return as X-23 in Deadpool 3. I get why they're doing it. Yes, but leave it fucking be. Like, you, you're, you're, you're already kind of destroying the greatness of Logan by bringing Jackman back. And now it's like, oh, let, let, let's bring Daphne Keene in too. It's like, no, stop it. No. Well... I feel like because they they have also said that Logan will not be like touched and everything that happens in Logan doesn't get yes, touched. But it... I feel like they're casting her and it's going to be like, "Oh my god, but it's going to be kind of like how in Doctor Strange we got Professor X, it wasn't exactly him. It'll be a multiverse thing cuz they're going to kill the Fox X-Men universe." Um it's a great segue because Jennifer Gardner according to Collider was asked about returning as Electra in Deadpool 3. Quote I don't know what you're talking about. What could you mean? Oh. Um, we got a trailer for Furiosa, colon, a Mad Max saga, which for the, those of you who don't know, which I'm not sure if Kyle's seen it, but Kyle, do you know Mad Max Fury Road? I do because... Oh, he's reaching for something, folks. He's reaching. I don't know if it's down here or not. Uh, the one giveaway I ever won from Funko when they did their retweet and follow uh, giveaways was a Mad Max Fury Road uh, Comic-Con exclusive. But have you watched the movie? I have not. Okay, so I need to get you to watch the movie because it is glorious. It's basically a two-hour car chase that has some of the best action you will ever see. And now they are making a prequel centered around the character that was uh, previously played by where Anya Joy is playing a younger version of Charlize Theron's character. And Chris Hemsworth plays a villain with a gigantic beard and he looks ridiculous. Sounds like me. (laughs) Um, 
before I get my next uh, headline here, something I'm pleasantly surprised by, and it's probably going to make me go see it. I've heard great things about the Hunger Games prequel. I haven't heard as as great things, and I have my own problems with it. In that, the movie for no reasons to two two and a half hours long. Interesting. And I look at that, and I go, "Why? Like you 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 should be two hours, not two and a half hours." Yeah, I've heard like good things, and it's like had people who like never watched the originals like go see the prequel, and then watch the originals um but who knows i'll probably end up seeing it because one of my friends wants to see it and then i'll probably watch all the other ones at some point um but my next headline here it's great spider-man across the spider-verse script says fuck four times (laughs) not in dialogue though right no it's just in the script yeah i was i was the 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 one with Ho- the one with Hobie is the with Hobie is the best though. Yes, um, you'll love this. Speaking of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Bruce Campbell says the characters he's played in Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness are the same person. Sure. Quote, Cheers. That would be a massive mistake to think I'm just a pizza vendor or an usher or a ring announcer or a maitre d it's called the multiverse so yes he is the same character but we don't know who he really is it has not been revealed yet i just got off the phone with the guys at marvel and we're getting close to finding out bruce campbell's so much fun man bruce campbell's so much fun pizza papa baby we got our first look uh at sonic 3 which teases shadow we in theaters December 20th, 2024. Um, Christopher Nolan, we talked about him earlier, obviously, says Zack Snyder's Watchmen was ahead of its time. Quote, the idea of a superhero team, which it so brilliantly subverts, wasn't yet a thing in movies. It would have been fascinating to see it released post-Avengers. Keep telling yourself that, because that, that's another movie that is... A, too long. And B, I wish was better, even at its runtime. More uh, from the Spider-Verse script, uh, Spider-Punk's exit. I know. I was was waiting for you to say this. He tosses his watch and fucks off through a portal. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. Amazing. Um... Looking here, we got our first look at the Fallout series, which is releasing on April 12th on Prime Video. I don't know what to think about this. Because Fallout's like a very kind of iconic video game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's being done by Amazon. And like, Amazon spent gobs of money on Lord of the Rings. And are we talking about it? And Paramount spent money on Halo. And that's been a disaster. And it's like, Amazon's doing this. And Netflix is doing Bioshock. And I'm like, uh, are we sure about this, guys? Are, are we 100% positive? But you know what's working? All the movies that are going to culminate in the Super Smash Brothers universe. Let's fucking go. Um, this was the quote of the year for everybody in our area on the Howard Stern show this week. He, 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 he is a fucking sicko. <laughs> our I, I, guy, an absolute Philly legend, Bradley Cooper was asked if he would rather the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year or win multiple Oscars immediately without hesitation. Super Bowl. I'm sick. Like, like, like Bradley. Listen, listen, buddy. I'm sure most of us wouldn't hold it against you for saying the Oscars. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Like, One of us. Uh, like, 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 listen, 
all due respect, I would probably pick the Oscars over the Super Bowl. But you know, one of us, <laughs> one of us. That's right, you sickos. Rocket Raccoon, one of us. Um, shout out Bradley Cooper, dream guest. Um, this comes from Deadline. The Boys Mexico spinoff is in the Bye. works. Diego Luna and Gail Garcia Bernal are executive producing and looking at taking roles in the project. Why? Why do we need to do this? Pain. Like we mentioned earlier, Bob Iger clearly listens to this podcast. Thank you, Bob, for your listenership and hopefully being part of either our our Apple podcast or Spotify or YouTube uh, numbies and listeners and subscribers. But uh, he clearly listens, Christian, because according to Deadline, um, Bob Iger says Disney's main goal now, quality over quantity. Welcome to the party, pal. He also said this earlier this year and in 2020. We're still waiting, pal. <laughs> uh, the Bear Season 3 starts filming at the end of February 2024. Cool. Meanwhile, um, I would encourage people to watch Godzilla Legacy of Monsters, which as of as of the time we are recording this, it the uh, then the fourth episode drops today, and I encourage everyone to watch Slow Horses, which is also on Apple TV, which season three started two days ago. Uh, we got a fun quote from Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox thought Vincent D'Onofrio was being quote delusional, or as the kids say, delulu, uh, over their chances of returning as Daredevil and Kingpin. Quote. I really thought that ship had sailed. I'd be on the phone with him like, mate, let it go. Whatever. Um, for all you Mando, uh, what's the word? What's the fan fiction creators? Uh, Katie Sackhoff says there's no romance between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. Suck it. Hate to break it to you. Uh, Timothy Oliphant will star in Noah Hawley's Alien series. Okay. I wish it was a movie, but you do you. Got to give a happy birthday to the man, the myth, the legend, turned 59 recently, Don Cheadle. And a happy 68th birthday to the man who helped us all grow up and learn that inertia is a property of matter. Bill Nye. He's science guy. Bill, 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 Bill. Uh, we got our first look at Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Uh, releasing in 2024. Are, are, are we, are, are we going to call that a look or just a promo? Fair. Because realistically, you can't even call that a teaser. Be, because it's really just interviews and B-roll. We had a reunion of Star Wars Legends at Fan Expo San Francisco this week. Ewan McGregor and Mark Hamill. Very fun picture with those two. And Mark Hamill also announced that he is done playing the Joker. I'm sad. End of an era. For sure. Troy Baker, come on down. Speaking of Bradley Cooper as well, he said he would do the Hangover 4 in an instant. I mean, who wouldn't? Easy money for Bradley Cooper and the rest of those boys. Um, looking here. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I'm kind of cool with it. It's one of those, like, yeah, it's one of the longest running series ever. Why not? This comes from the In Snyder. Simpsons movie 2 is rumored to be in the works. 
I'm indifferent. Uh, Tom Hardy says that Venom 3 is the last dance. That's typically how all Marvel films kind of work. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not Marvel. It's an association with Marvel. There we go. It's technically a Sony film there, sir. Um, speaking of Sony, what did you think of the Madam Web trailer? I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions, but... Congrats, Sydney Sweeney, on the paycheck. I saw someone say this looks like a canceled series on the CW. I don't think it looked that bad. But that being said, uh, someone I saw someone tweet this and I instantly became mad because this now means we can't get Sydney Sweeney Black Cat. Yep. Yep. Well, if we go by your theory, it's technically My- a Sony film. Sir. <sighs> yep. Why you do this to me? It's it 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 is it is amazing how since since Raimi left Spider Man, the only good spy the only good Spider Man slash Spider Man adjacent products that they've made that they've made themselves in terms of film and TV is the Spider Verse movies. Like it's actually shocking. Pain. Existence is pain. Um, Jim Carrey's reps say it's fake news that he's returning for Grinch 2. It was a rumor started by a website you should never trust. Giant freaking robot. Buzz. buzz Buzzfeed? <laughs> Basically. Uh, here is the... The let's make everybody feel old for the episode. We'll end with this. Uh, released 24 years ago this past week. Toy Story 2. Can I be honest about something? I don't care that much about the, uh, about the Toy Story films. Ugh. You're killing me, Smalls. Toy Story is one of my favorite movies. Like, like, listen, I've, I've, I watched the Toy Story films growing up. They didn't do much for me. Oh. Oh. Existence is pain. I did think of, I did think of one other thing um, that happened since the last time we recorded. Did you see the Stephen A. Smith? uh, Cars, yeah. Cars debate. It's one of the greatest Stephen A. Smith clips ever. I was almost falling through my floors. Stephen A. Smith versus a wall. Coming up next. Stephen A. Smith, cars pilled. Does Stephen A. Smith work for Dynaco? Leave it in the YouTube comment section. Well, that does... Is Stephen A. Smith, uh, is Stephen A. Smith on Francesco Bernalini's payroll? Did Stephen A. Smith watch Doc Hudson ball out? Coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're watching first take. (laughs) Skip! Was... Was Doc Hudson on crack? Stay off the weed, the weed. Lightning McQueen. Uh, man, what a treasure! That was that was some amazing stuff. Stay off the rust ease. Uh, 
that's all we got for you guys on this episode. Make sure you're following us on the socials at streamer SZN, Twitter, Instagram, threads, and on TikTok at streamer SZN pod. You can follow Christian on Twitter at the whiz underscore PHI. And you can follow me at KBIZZL311. If you think of anything we can add to our Christopher Nolan Casino A24 project idea that is ours until we sell it to Christopher Nolan for millions and, and millions, millions of dollars, uh, let us know in the YouTube comment section. DM us on the socials. We'd love to conjure this up and actually have something and maybe just write like a, a short little book that we sell. Who knows? Um Make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow, helps more people find the podcast, and lets us do more dope stuff. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show, every show on our network, live streams, clips, shorts, you name it. It's all on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And be sure to get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your orders. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Christian, I'm KB. We're going to go write an A24 film for Christopher Nolan. But until next time, we're getting out of here. Peace. Bye.